Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. It is Thursday, isn't it? It's Thursday. Are you ready for it? Apparently not. <laughs> so, so you had to remind me I was supposed to kick off here. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, the, but this isn't scripted. It's totally unscripted. So, Completely. <laughs> We are picking What are up. we doing today? It's Matthew 20. Oh, yeah. It's Matthew 20 on January 20. Figure oh, wow. that one out. How'd yeah. That happen? Of 2022. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. Okay, so in uh, Matthew chapter 20, we're going to pick up our reading today in verse 20 and uh, go through verse 28 of the New King James Version. Here we go. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, we are able. So he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, And those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus came to serve. He came to serve. He did not come to master and control and manipulate and lord authority, though he is lord and he is given all authority. One of the things I saw about uh, humility, and we'll probably talk a little more about that, hmm. is that uh, the 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 position, I guess, that the mother takes, it, it seems, because of details in other gospels, to me it seems, James and John have talked with her and perhaps you know, put her up to this, that they're talking through her. But she's the one that comes and kneels down before him to ask something of him. She's quite humble and she's quite contrite, Mm -hmm. Uh, though clearly her sons are, um, you know, they're aspiring, (laughs) to to put it nicely. (laughs) Ambition. Ambitious. Yeah, a little ambitious. Ambitious. But she's kneeling. Well, they seem to have tried to get a little bit away from the other 10 apostles, Mm -hmm. maybe out of their earshot so that they Mm -hmm. won't know exactly what's going on. Boy, that didn't work, though, did it? No, they heard it. They they heard it, it and they are displeased with the other two brothers. They're grumbling, and they're complaining, and they're upset. Once again, it's the competition going on. Who do you think you are? 10 on 2. You got 10 guys that are mad at the two brothers. And they are upset. How dare you guys ask this? Mm -hmm. And we're right back again to greatest and least, first and last. But he says it a little differently this time. Rather than the first will be last and the last will be first, he says the one who wants to be first among you needs to become your slave. Slave. 
your servant. We get back to slave of all, servant to all. The yeah. greatest in Christ's kingdom. It again, it's subversion of expectations. Mm-hmm. When you grow up in an earthly kingdom, the greatest are those who have the mightiest military exploits, right? the ones who have the most money, mm-hmm. the ones who have the most influence, the ones who have the most power, the ones who yeah, can absolutely. control and command people to do whatever it is that they mm-hmm. want them to do. But Jesus says, in my kingdom, the greatest aren't those people. In my kingdom, the greatest are the people who serve mm-hmm. and, and slave. Right. We look in our culture today, we do not have a very positive connotation going alongside that word slave. I can't imagine that anything good could come from that. <laughs> and so it is It is peculiar and, and certainly strikes our ear to hear Jesus speak about it in a positive term. And he says, you guys are going to become slaves. This is, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to do. And then he says, and I've set the example on this. Yeah. Because I came in here and really I ought to be able to come in here and command people to worship me. I ought to come in here and be able to command people to do whatever I want. I mean, look, I can command the weather and it does what I want. Yeah. I command illness and it does what I want. I command spirits and demons and they do what I want. I'm the Lord. If anyone should lord it over, it should be me. Yeah. He says, but instead, I came to serve. And then he explains how. What's the service that he offers? Oh, wow. He came and he laid down his life as a ransom for many. Mm-hmm. He says, my life is going to be the purchase price for your life. Which gets us back to a little earlier in the chapter. He was prophesying to them about the betrayal in Jerusalem, the scourging, the crucifixion, and of course, the resurrection. Now we're getting now we're getting some um, uh, motivation for that death um, because it's being he's saying explicitly, I'm ransoming people. That's my death. That's why it's not just I'm going to die, but there's a there is a greater purpose for this, and it's about this ransom for sin, salvation from sin. And the ransom price is his own life. Mm-hmm. These guys have not been understanding what he's saying when he talks about crucifixion and death and then resurrection. So I doubt they understand what he's talking about here when he's saying, I've come to give my life as a ransom. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be another one of those things that they're not going to understand until they actually see the death, the burial, and the resurrection. This is something that they're going to be looking back on and say, Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's what he was saying. Yeah. Oh. So this ransom, um, and I, I feel like we're going to talk about it again in, in the book of Matthew, but it is maybe I, when it happens. Yeah, I know we're I know we're heading there, <laughs> but the idea the idea is a, of of purchasing. Yeah, a freedom, right? A deliverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is huge. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so you're talking about that purchasing of the freedom. I think it's good that you went there. That's the kind of thing they're thinking about, honestly, when it comes to ransom and redeem. They're thinking, I'm sure, in those Old Testament terms where you ransom and redeem slaves. Mm -hmm. And what are they right now? But they are slaves to Rome. Right, right. And so when Jesus talks about giving his life as a ransom, I guess there's possibly in their mind the idea of, well, in the battle, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. But of course, remember Jesus or Peter earlier is like, no, that's not going to happen to you. Yeah. Kind of, so, I mean, it's going to be all kinds of confused yeah. for them. 
He's not actually talking about ransoming them from slavery to the Romans. He's talking about ransoming them from slavery to sin. Mm -hmm. And that's the important thing for us to grasp because he has offered that ransom price for us and for our sins as well. Amen. That's what that's all about. Amen. He's not, he's not ransomed us from turmoil and tribulation and tragedy and trial. He has ransomed us from our iniquities, our transgressions, our sins. He's not ransomed us from carrying a cross for no. in his service. No. You know, and you, you're talking about um, it's a, the deliverance from slavery, which it is. And so he's going to free us from these spiritual consequences of sin, but that's so that we would make ourselves his servant and his slave and servants to our fellow men and brethren because of that. I'm not sure if you remember, but we actually talked about this passage in the Matthew 19 conversations. Okay. Remember when we... You mean when last she, week? Last week, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we're almost to the end of this week. It's a no, lot of water It's a lot, a lot of time. A lot of happens. A lot of conversation. A lot of happens. Remember when Jesus was actually teaching about marriage, mm-hmm. and we recognized that as part of his teaching on humility, that was actually a specific example of this general teaching that Jesus is giving. He says, the Gentiles lord authority yeah. over those who are under their charge. Right, right. And that teaching on marriage was a specific example. Here's someone who has the headship in the home who would lord authority, even to the point of, look, it gets to be my way so much that if you don't do it my way, you're out mm-hmm. and I'm done with you. Right. And Jesus said, that's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not how families are going to work in my kingdom. That's not how marriage is going to work in my kingdom because that's not how my kingdom citizens mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. My kingdom citizens do differently from the world, the world, the Gentiles, that's how they act. We expect that from them. We expect them. Things aren't going my way. So I'm out of here and I'm kicking you out. But in the kingdom, kingdom citizens, poor in spirit, humble kingdom citizens recognize this isn't about me. It's about God. In much the same way that we said yesterday that Jesus, who is equal with God, didn't make it about himself, Mm -hmm. but voluntarily submitted to the authority of God and said, I'm not going to go beyond what I'm authorized. I'm not going to go beyond my role. I'm not going to go beyond what the Father has given me to do. If Jesus is going to act like that, how much more us? Right. Amen. That's exactly right. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, when we see this pride again, and, and that's what it is, yeah. that James and John have put their mother up to this, what's the response of the other ten? They are displeased with the two brothers. Mm-hmm. And we, we just have this object lesson here that when I am seeking to be great, when I am proud, it's going to sow discord among Mm. brethren. It's going to cause problems with other people. Uh, And so, whereas when we pursue the path of humility and a service of preferring others more than ourselves, that makes for peace, and that makes for blessing for all in this kingdom of Christ. Well, that is what James, the brother of Jesus, writes in his letter. Now, that's this is a different James than the one who's in our story that we're reading about today. Sure. That's James, the brother of John, who actually gets executed very early on in the church's history. But James, Jesus' brother, writes this letter, and in chapter 3, verse 13, "...who is wise and understanding among you, by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Mm, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth." This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. 
But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what James says. James says when you have this competitive pride and arrogance, this bitter jealousy and this selfish ambition, this idea of I need to be promoted and I need to be put forward, he says every other vile practice is going to be there. Every other sin, everything else. You need to get rid of that. That's going to cut out so much sin. That's going to cut out so much immorality. That's going to cut out so much that is against God if we can just get rid of the pride and the arrogance and the selfish ambition and the bitter jealousy. Even back in Matthew 5 and verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Mm. And uh, we need to make peace. Now, that this is not what uh, James and John are doing at all, <laughs> no. making peace. Uh, they, they seem to be thwarting uh, what the Lord has been trying to teach them and now upsetting these other disciples as well. But the Lord is quite patient with them, and that gives me some encouragement. Amen that though that. he has to keep trying to teach them and mold them in this lesson again and again, he doesn't give up on them. Well, here's what I have to admit. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this for three weeks, and I'm not a whole lot better at humility than I was. <laughs> That's a very I, good point. You know, and, and th- this <laughs> is either. something this is something I know you and I talk about as preachers and in our relationship with other preachers for years. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like three steps forward, two steps back. Honestly, sometimes when it comes to this one, I feel like it's two steps forward, three steps back sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm very thankful to see God's patience with these apostles as they're struggling with it, because yeah. I know that means he is patient with me as well. A lot going on in this 20th chapter. Um, glad that uh, you've joined us today for the conversation, this devotional time. Lord willing, we'll be on air tomorrow and finishing out the chapter. But uh, right now, brother, I guess we need to have a prayer. Holy God, please humble us. And I'm scared to ask that because I'm afraid of what it might take to humble us. And yet, one of the things I'm learning is that it is so important that I do ask whatever it takes that you would humble us. Because we've learned that unless we become humble, we can't be a part of your kingdom. And more than anything that my jealousy and selfish ambition and my competition and my pride and arrogance would pursue, the thing that we want most of all right here is to be in your kingdom. And so we ask you to humble us. Thank you for loving us and responding to us. And thank you for doing that first. It's through your son Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.